Welcome everybody to the Retail Corner Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the most important factor, data. And with us, we have none other than Mike Provence, PhD. He used to be the Chief Operating Officer and Chief Data Officer at One Mind Health. Then he became the Chief Executive Officer at Growth Kinetics. Uh, then he went on to teaching for a while. He actually was a professor uh, at George Washington University, and now he's a managing partner at Alpine Growth Partners. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show today, Carlos. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So before we start talking about data, I would like to ask you, how, how was that transition from you know being a, a C-level executive going into teaching? You know, did, did, How did that test you as a person and what made you make that transition and then come back to to the corporate world that's that's a great question and it goes all the way back to kind of my early days after working in a couple startup environments and then going to get my uh, mba i realized that i was both interested in being an operator and helping companies grow but also continuing to learn about what drives that growth. And so my, my PhD is in technology, entrepreneurship and innovation. And I've spent while I was running my own consulting business years as a professor, as a researcher, as a writer and speaker on the topic of technology, entrepreneurship and innovation. And so I, I kind of come in and out of that uh, as a part of what helps make uh, the consulting business that I'm a partner in successful and helps me with my role as CEO and COO of various companies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure it also gives you the opportunity of finding new talent, right? Because there's, it always allows you to connect very close and deep to, to great minds that are still being developed. Absolutely. It, it, throughout my, the schools I've worked in, I've always run across either students that where I could mentor them and help them become great entrepreneurs or that they could be a part of something I was building. Um, I think that's been a measure of success for me throughout my career is the number of people that either in my companies or in my classes have gone on to become really successful entrepreneurs in their own right. No, that's phenomenal. That's great because I think it's always as you grow up and as you grow older and as you get further into your career, and I think this goes for everybody, it really goes from trying to sell yourself and trying to grow yourself to getting to that that plateau or that moment where now you want to give back, right? And now you want to help others kind of get into where you're at or even grow them even further than, than where you have gotten, you know? So I, I think that that's a great, great way of uh, creating a community and really growing uh, both as a professional and as a, and as a teacher, you know, and, and talking about philosophy, talking about teaching, talking about all those important things, let's, let's get to the topic at hand, which is data, right? So talking about data, what is your philosophy or approach about data? Cause everybody talks about it. Everybody knows it's important, but I still today with all the technology that we have, I don't think every business utilizes it to the full extent of its power. Yeah, that's a really good point that go so far as to say is most companies don't fully utilize or even necessarily understand data. Um, I've, I've been working with and building data oriented businesses and internet and digital businesses for most of my career. And throughout all of that, you know, my philosophy to data has just become more and more strongly uh, that I believe in the power of data to solve problems. And that's what you need to use it for. Uh, I think 
you know, I think of bit small businesses and, and growing businesses as just a collection of problems that need to be solved along the way. And the more that you can do that using data rather than gut or guessing or just testing things to see what sticks, you build a better, stronger business faster that way. Absolutely. absolutely. And especially today, right? There's so much data that's out there in the public, right? That like, you don't need years and years of your business being operational for you to really understand your target audience or for you to really analyze some data and see some patterns, right? And I think that comes to my next question, having the right data, right? How much of a difference does that make for a business? Yeah, the, it, look, the, the, the right data is is a is a tough thing to ever really know that you found but it's also critical to the notion of solving a problem because you know there, there's that old computer science philosophy or, or um, saying that garbage in garbage out right if you don't use the right data if you haven't really fundamentally thought about what you're trying to solve and how best to measure it and model it you're not gonna. You're not going to end up solving a problem in a way that's useful to you. And so, from my point of view, and working with business owners, it's not just the right data in the sense that it's um, easy to understand or that it, it points you in the right direction, but it also opens up opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise see as a business owner, right? Because you get stay stuck in your assumptions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think so many businesses find like the right product or they find the right campaign or the right promotion and they just want to cleanse and repeat, cleanse and repeat, cleanse and repeat, right? Over and over again. And and in today's market, it's all about innovation, right? You constantly, it's not just technical innovation, but ideas, concepts, experiences, right? It's all about innovation. And, and talking about innovation, from, from your perspective, being in the classroom, being in the corporate world, touching so many different businesses, what have you seen as the most interesting innovation, you know, in the past six months, 12 months? You know, Carlos, that's a, <laughs> an interesting question in today's time. Uh, and my answer is a bit odd or counterintuitive. My, what I've seen is the best innovation has been that we've gotten beyond the hype of data and the technologies that surround it, and, or at least started to. And what I mean by that is, you know, as you said it before, everyone knows that data is important, um, but that's a kind of at the surface. And we've thrown around terms like big data and artificial intelligence, blockchain and the metaverse, and people hear it and they talk about it and it goes in the marketing, but it never actually really gets used by most companies. And I think by recognizing and seeing some of those things kind of for what they are, which are technologies to use to enable data to solve problems, it's starting to let us focus on fundamental problems, problems like widespread data literacy, access and applicability in different settings and being able to make data truly available to any company that needs it, to any organization that needs it, nonprofit, profit or otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think data, the more businesses understand it, right, is it's really the one factor, and correct me if I'm wrong, that is going to give small players, medium-sized players, the opportunity to stay competitive against companies like Amazon and Walmart, right? Obviously, you're not going to be direct competitors of these giants, but understanding how to read data, understanding the value of data and how to utilize it, as you very well said, to solve a problem, because that's what your business is. You're solving a need, right? 
But I feel like that is really the niche for the small player to continue to be in business and to grow. Am I in the right path there? What do you think? I I absolutely think you're on the right path. I mean, in an ideal world, data levels the playing field. Um, And and if only there were the magic bullet of data, that that would be true. But, you know, data, like anything, is about context. It's also about who has more of it, the you know, better sources for it, better access to it. Um, but having said that, you know, once competitive advantage that smaller players have, and, and this isn't intuitively obvious to many of those small business owners, uh, is that connection they have to the customer and how to turn that into data. Uh, in, in some of the experiences I've had, in particular, trying to build an analytics business in the beer, wine and spirit space, you know, there, there was data out there that was there to be grabbed but nobody had figured out how to connect to it that connected kind of the the liquid the lips right understanding buying behavior and shopper behavior not based off what large trends said but what do individuals buy when do they buy it what do they buy it with in their basket small companies have access to that because they're down at the ground level with those customers unlike an amazon or a walmart and so they can grab that data and turn it into experiences that the customers and the shoppers want to keep coming back for. And I think that's how you, as a small business owner, take advantage of data in a way that an Amazon or a Walmart has a harder time doing. Absolutely. And talking about the beverage industry, and I want to ask you this because most of the guests that we have, they're obviously very retail oriented, not to say that beverage is not retail, obviously, but we're very fashion retail oriented, right? Uh, what, what do you see as, as a big difference, right? What is the big game difference between beverages and, and the typical retail that we, that we all know? The, the biggest difference is, is the level of regulation and not just you know, federal regulation, but 51 districts or 51 jurisdictions in the United States worldwide, the, the, the level of um, not just control of alcohol in the value in the retail value chain and how it moves to the customer, but access to information. You know, one of the biggest challenges is that brands are separated from what happens at the local retail level and, and historically have really struggled to be able to collect data about what shoppers buy. That's starting to change, but it's an area where retailers and brands and distributors working together within the, the bounds of regulation can help drive more, better understanding of the shopper. And one of the other things that's changing probably, you know, that your, your uh, listeners uh, recognize as in being in the fashion retail side of things is a direct to commerce or direct to consumer e-commerce is becoming the prevalent way that shoppers want to buy their products, including beverages. Mm-hmm. And the industry is just starting to figure that out. Yeah, no. And, and I think that gave the opportunity of a lot of e-commerce beverage companies to really excel, right? That there were little small businesses and they grew tremendously, right? Where you had all these convenience stores that were locally placed, right? Or chains. Uh, and they never went digital, right? That they was always waiting for that foot traffic to come in. And to your point, it, it's, I think there's still a market for it, absolutely, for these, you know, chains to 
to have that e-commerce presence, right? And, and to really turn their business around because it gives you the opportunity to connect to beyond your, your regular community, you know? Yeah, and I would argue that within the local community and more broadly, if you aren't adopting e-commerce into your business, um, you're falling behind. I mean, going through COVID, the, the local liquor stores had a phenomenal growth period, but really only the ones who figured out how to bring e-commerce or curbside pickup and ordering into what they were doing. About half of the retail uh, liquor store business never figured it out, and they just kind of limped along through it. So it, it's it's a game changer for, for the beverage industry, as, it, as, it, as we've seen for everyone else. Uh, in retail space absolutely absolutely no and, and if for everybody out there you know if you have your chain of beverage companies i think start looking at them as an opportunity to be small warehouses for your e-commerce you know and then you can really maximize your your real estate at your store you know uh yep. and so i wanted to to ask you another question in regards to data right for, for all the small business owners the entrepreneurs that are listening to us right they understand, they want to see purchase history, they want to see purchase patterns, they want to see potentially, you know, holiday season versus non-holiday season. What is a great tool that you would recommend for them to start with, to, to really start to gather the data, organize it and read it, right? Because I think everybody ultimately goes to a spreadsheet immediately, right? And they think, oh, it's cheap, I have it, I just do some pivot tables and some formulas and I'm done. And I think there's more to it than that. And you can be a lot more efficient if you work with technology rather than trying to save every single buck and use a spreadsheet all the time. Um, you know, th th there's there's absolutely great tools out there to do something with. Uh, I, I do think the starting point is still honestly a spreadsheet because you need to capture the information, right? And and that that tool enables you to feed it into all the other tools where it can be useful. And there's a range and let me, I'll talk about a couple examples of, of tools that would be useful to small business owners and aren't all that hard to, to wrap their head around how to use. Uh, probably the biggest one is the, you know, analytics tools. You know, Google has a great platform, whether it's analytics about your website and understanding the behaviors of the shoppers coming to your, your, e-commerce site. Um, but, you know, they recently acquired Looker and have merged their tools for doing data analysis with the Looker tools to make it really simple and straightforward and, and visually really helping you understand as a, as a entrepreneur, you know, what's happening in your market with your customers. So I think first and foremost, you know, get beyond the graphs that are in the spreadsheet, use that to collect the data and feed that into a, a platform like one that Google offers or others offer in that regard. Uh, and then the second is to put it to work, right? Put the data to work. And the best way to do that is start running some email campaigns and whether you're running that through MailChimp or you're running it through HubSpot or some of the, the free ver uh, versions of uh, software out there that uh, do the same thing start building campaigns and tracking results and, and really becoming more systematic in how you use data to communicate to your existing customers and then uh, through word of mouth and through other ad digital advertising tools, you know, reach new customers. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And, and talking about connecting to the customer, right? The, the last question I would like to ask you, because I feel a lot of retailers emerge from the pandemic. A lot of retailers disappeared. And mm-hmm. a lot of retailers now are finally getting settled. And now we have inflation, you know, <laughs> going after every consumer and their shopping habits have drastically changed. So for every retailer out there, regardless whether they sell fashion products, beverages, that are struggling to reconnect to their consumer, right? What would be the one piece of advice you would give them to f- allow them to fall back in track to create that connection all over again? Well, I think I think you just hit the nail on the head. It's it's focusing on creating the connection again and getting back to honestly old-fashioned one-on-one-to-one marketing. Because in addition to all those things you mentioned that that impacted the retail industry. One of the ones that's still kind of weaving its way through and having an impact uh, have been the changes in privacy laws, which are hugely important as consumers. And I'm fully, fully on board with the changes, but they also cause us as business owners and retailers to rethink how we talk to our customers, how we build trust with them and how we create that connection. Because the days of just dropping ads around your store location and hoping to reach people uh, are gone. I mean, people shut those services off on their phone and it's only going to get worse. So you need to, as a retailer, go back to the things that worked pre-internet, pre-everything and take advantage of modern tools for doing it, but get back to really just one-on-one connecting with each customer and bringing new ones in and giving them a good experience. I really like that, you know, getting back to basics and it's like a nice shoot, right? Or a nice bottle of wine. The classics never go away, right? And and really engaging your customer, connecting, creating a relationship, right? And a connection to give them that experience. That will never go away. That value will never, ever go away. So uh, thank you so much for your time today, Mike. Thank you for all the informative information. I really appreciate it. Uh, We'll definitely have Mike's information and Alpine Growth Partners. Uh, so that if you guys need help on how to get started with your data, maybe you have already started and you want to take it to the next level, you know, Mike and team can definitely help you guys on that and take you guys to a whole other degree on your business. So thank you so much for your time, Mike. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Carlos. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Retail Corner podcast. Have a great week. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website, retailcorner.live. Looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast. And thank you so much for listening.